Dan, put that put that fucking apple back on your head, dude. No. Come on. Not happening. He put the apple on his head twice. And you have done it once. All right? It's fair. Oh, how many times have you done it? He's on blood thinners. I was trying to fucking stand up for you and what's just and fair. Okay? No, you're B, trying to get- I did it once and you shot me in the dick. So I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now, right? now the hand shotgun is calibrated, dude. It's not a big deal. You under, it's a shotgun. It's, it's not a shotgun, Crunt. Mine is a shotgun. I am the only one with forearms big enough to justify a shotgun gauge. Okay? Mine's a BB gun. That's a pea shooter. That's a pea shooter. Mine's yeah, a I BB don't, gun. I don't like this okay. attitude, dude. Well, I, I wasn't going to say anything. All right? Some men are born different. Up. And some men are made better. You understand? What? Dan, you got- put an apple on your fucking head so I can show you what a fucking shotgun arm looks like. Kron, when you went up to the roof earlier to, you know, do the spray paint thing, how many mm-hmm. dead, dead dead pigeons did you see? Wait, wait, wait. Is doing yeah. the spray paint thing a jerk off? Because, I mean... No, he's actually look. Look at his you know, mustache. It's I understand. Both. It's I, both. I, it's okay. both. I, I'm doing I, both up there. Historically, you're yeah, a fucking yeah. pain addict. But I'm just. I just thought about that. Somebody saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they did the spray paint thing." Mm-hmm. It could be a jerk oh, off thing. I'm shaking the can. I was cool with you getting high up there. I wasn't cool with you jerking off. You beat off first and then get high, or you get high and then beat off. Two hands, buddy. Okay. Shit. Anyway, dead pigeons, how many? Uh, None. There were none. Yeah, I missed them all, man. This BB gun sucks. I, I mm. shot 16 pigeons from my fucking desk. Okay? Spread on this thing. Because you got that bird shot on there, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like fucking Iron Man 2. <laughs> like Iron Man 2? Yeah. Remember in Iron Man 2 when they, him and War Machine went back to back? Fucking cool, man. I stood was up. That, I fucking cheered, dude. That Back was when Mickey. fucking movies used to be good. Uh, I am Iron Man. Did you buy that ACDC soundtrack, though? Oh, they did do music for Iron Man. That's true. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Let's put that on. No. Why Stop, not, dude. We got fucking guns in our hands. Speaking now? of, like, put it stop, on. Put the apple on your head. Stop messing no. with the eight tracks and put that apple on your head, dude. Not doing it. This sucks, man. We got fucking shotgun arms. Nobody Nobody's to fucking shoot. Yeah, yeah. There's no- <laughs> well, just- well, Jerry got a new drone. Did you guys see that shit? Honestly, this feels about the same as having our real guns. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say it. Who shot the drone? Yeah. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm gonna. I'm gonna admit that too. I haven't seen this. Hurts. This hurts. Who shot the drone? Oh, yeah, welcome. Shot- welcome to Dallas. <laughs> what the fuck are you? Are you high? It's uh, who shot Jr. It's like their most famous episode of of what? Of the what are drone? you talking about? Of, of Dallas, the yep. city. Yeah. Oh, you're saying a, you're, it's a, a play on who shot JR. Yeah. Who shot I thought the drone? You, I thought it was like a political thing when you said like who shot the drone and you were saying uh, JFK was a drone. Well, that's like, probably he true He was too. some establishment drone, you know? 
Kron, you idiot. The show was called Who Shot JR. It if wasn't I had called been there Dallas. for that fucking day, <laughs> I'm fucking protecting that grassy knoll like Iron Man. You would have, wait, you yes. would have been on the grassy knoll? You know, it was one of the security guys that shot Kennedy, right? Did his fucking forearm on. shotgun go off? No, it was a real regular rifle. Are you breaking the cold open to, like, make sure that we're historically accurate right now? No, I'm just, that's my thought. I could take your eye out with this BB gun. You don't well, if you're not going to put the fucking apple on your head, I guess we should fucking watch a movie. All right? Too dangerous. Yeah. How are we going to... This Here's an honest question. How are we going to put the DV, DVD in? Because the last time I fucking tried to put a DVD in, I shot it. So... Blow it up. Yeah. I think I could toss it in from the back of the store. <laughs> okay. You do that. Uh, Dan, go get... Uh, on another fucking can of spray paint. He's earned it. And this week on Five Day Rentals, it's Upgrade. Welcome, you're listening to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast, where each week, one of us takes a crack at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category, and our current category, oh man, a love letter to one of our favorite guests, Nate Hands or Feet. We're talking about the human body and the infinite uh, damage, manipulation, Betterment, perfection, adjustment, tweak. Upgrade. Upgrade. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> My name is Bones. I'll be taking you through this pick. Uh, joined, as always, every week, Laundry Dan Crun Howard. How are you, dudes? Howdy. Hey, hey. Crun, this was your category. You kicked us off last week with the uh, vibrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Long very... One. Very confusing film to start the category mm-hmm. off with. But it set a tone. And that tone was uh, was definitely helped by our guest last week, George from the Bessel Whorehouse in Philly. So oh, he was to this. He, he was beautiful to come by. <laughs> Give us so much of his uh, East Coast time. It's a different type of time. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like more. It's more valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything moves it's quicker faster. up there. Yeah. yeah. Makes them fast. We're just gotta be just three slow Midwest dudes, you know. Every once in a while, you'll turn on this fucking show, and it's nothing but pauses. Worse than that, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Did you seen Upgrade before? Yeah, I had seen it. It had been a real long time. I mean, I think I saw this pretty close to when, you know, this was out on DVD, maybe. So, right on. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, this was a movie pass 
for me. This was one that I went and saw in the six-month period that I had Movie Pass. And I got to tell you, this is the type of movie I wish they would make more often. The bummer being, not a lot of people go see these types of movies, right? I mean, I can sit here and bitch and say, please make more of this level, this budget level sort of action movie, but seems at this point, if it's not, if it doesn't, okay, listen, Bloomhouse, Megan, mm-hmm. they got enough money. Give me an upgrade too now. Okay. I feel like they know Squeeze. going in, like they got money in the bag, you know? Well, they do have money in the bag with this one. Yeah, but I feel like they know ahead of time. Like, they've got some, you know, marketing genius over there that's like crazy doll movie that people are ready now. Well, I mean, uh, Lee Winnell goes on to do Invisible Man, which makes a shit ton of money. He's right. Before this. That's right. And Insidious, I believe. Probably. Aren't they all? He's a, is he a James Wan buddy? Yeah, I think so. Okay. In fact, there's a James Wan Easter egg in this film. Yeah, a little, little name on a call box. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Was this... Who put this out? Blumhouse. This was Blumhouse? Blum. Is it Blum or Bloom? I, for some reason, thought it was a universal like distribution after a Blumhouse, but... The title cards on Peacock, there's like 15 different production houses that had something to do with this. So it's kind of got almost like a, I don't know, Blumhouse maybe, but kind of independent, but not, you know, feels like there was not a ton of oversight, but somebody was probably kind of peeking over the shoulder on this thing. You get that sense? I mean, it just, it feels like it wasn't. It's definitely not like a big studio feel because there's a bit more going on with it, but it's not, it doesn't feel to me like it's completely just, hey, I scrapped together a million dollars and made a movie, you know? Yeah. It's definitely not a studio ending. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But to me, uh, we we talk about this a lot, the... Am I seeing it on screen? And I feel like this movie stretches as much as it can out of stuff. It's not a ton of locations. It's not a, there's not a ton of visual effects, you know, it's just smart movement placement. Um, not a ton of action scenes, but the action scenes that you do get, I feel like are pretty dense, you know, it could just be a, a little, 90 second hand to hand but I feel like it sticks with you so there's one fight in this that really sticks with me (laughs) good camera movement I mean they knew what they were doing here I think did you guys just watch this the once this week did it twice right on I only did once is the lock on the camera is is that hinted earlier on in with STEM? Like, is that what they're going for? Is like when that camera locks on, it's that's the way of saying like STEM is sort of I center. I guess I notice more like how he moves his body. Like that's when I could kind of tell like 
how in control Stim was. Yeah. I mean, the first one, oh, sorry, we're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump to the first fight, okay? Um, when he when he stands up, when he gives Stem control, and that camera sort of racks, you know, with that turn and, and stands up with him, I feel like the point of that is to say, like, Stem is in control. He is the center of all of this. But there is a hint uh, when he first gets to his house and he gets up out of the chair and he starts to walk. The camera sort of locks in on the spine there, and it's almost that reverse. Uh, Richie does this a lot, or he did, uh, like Rock and Rolla and Sherlock Holmes. He would do those sort of like, you know, character rigged sort of movements. Sort of stood out to me this time. Like, oh, okay, so, subtle hint of of what's to come, and then also a very interesting bookend. That I would like to talk about once we get there. Hey, I'm gonna show my hand. This is fuck. This is a good movie. Like this isn't. Uh, this isn't vibrations. Not to say vibrations wasn't good, but. Cron. Hmm. Vibrations five stars. He's fuming at us right now. He's just I'm locked not, in. I'm not mad. He's I mean, loading that little pea shooter. I gave vib- vibrations a two point five. I mean, I know where that thing. Mm-hmm. It's a solid. That's a solid score. Mm-hmm. For Cron and Dan, that's a low bone score. Yeah, yeah, he gave it a two point five. Yeah, all right. Dan, what are we watching next week? We'll find out. Shit, a movie. Thought I, I thought I'd get him. Um, do you want to announce up front, Cron, that the the podcast will finally heal? Yeah, sure. As, why as not? Greg in the Discord pointed out. Uh. <laughs> Being recorded live by the 5DR crew will be big trouble in Little China, as voted on and approved by our loyal fan base. <laughs> uh, hey, both hey, Penny Dan Smasher, and, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation. Uh, both Dan and Bones famously uh, tried to bar this movie from ever being presented on the that's podcast. Not, that's not Absolute true at all. Bullshit. But the people spoke. The people spoke. They said, fuck those two. We want to hear Big Trouble in Little China. We like the movie. Should you tell them that Fanatic actually won? No. Bones. Fanatic? Here's the deal. Bones sent us the the votes. Big Trouble was always going to win. No matter what. Yeah. As much as Rain... I got nervous when Rain of Fire sort of shot up. A little bit because I was like, fuck, I actually didn't want to do notes on this. Like, I want it to be big trouble. Like, this is the way to get Kron happy. So, I did not vote. If it came down to it, I was going to vote for big trouble. And if I had to do a little bit of collusion, I would have made some calls. I would have pulled a fucking Obama (laughs) and calling people day before. I mean, it is just crazy that you guys both hate this movie so much and we'll be talking about it. Yeah, I can't can't wait to shit on it in person and beat you up. Dan's choking. He's so angry. (laughs) So listeners, if if this episode seems off, I think we're all a little nervous. We've got some Midwestern storms coming. Uh, Dan has been coughing uh, since we sat down to record. So. Periodically, if he disappears, it's not because 
anything nefarious. He's just... I'm turning off my mic, so... It's much appreciated. And Kron just absolutely fuming. I don't know why. I don't know what he's mad about. He won. Big trouble. Big trouble. We're going to watch Congrats, it. Congrats, Kron. We're going to cover I just, it. I just think it deserves a victory lap. I think you guys deserve to eat your own words. You know, I think you... Uh, the day of reckoning is coming, you know. You're, you're going to have to answer for prohibiting this movie from ever being on the podcast. I, I think what it also confirms, Dan, is what we already knew. Yeah. Kron, Kron is everyone's favorite. He's the fan favorite. The lovable bad boy of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he going to keep up this uh, shtick the whole time? It's the lack he of effort that people read up. They're like, man, he puts he doesn't even have to try. Mm-hmm. Effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to keep this up the whole time, Dan. <laughs> Great. Fucking uh, pray to Can't whatever believe. God you have, dude, because you're going to have to answer for Can't your wait. sins. Can't wait. All right, we ready to, April. We ready to get into 2018's upgrade? Let's do it. All right. This is directed and written by Lee Winnell. Like we said before, it's a bloom house with a... 15 other production companies. Cool opening here. Uh, when you come out of those title cards, those production title cards, you get this sort of uh, AI voice talking about, you know, who presents a blah, blah, blah picture upgrade. You don't actually see it. It's just sort of. It's cool. It set, sets the tone. Mm-hmm. We open up in a garage. We got a record player. Piston heads, actual photographs. I think it's a uh, Howlin' Wolf playing on that record. That's sir. And uh, this is just telling us right out the gate: we are in the garage of an analog man. Okay. Yeah. Well, no calendar with topless girls. You didn't see the whole garage. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Asha goes for that shit. <laughs> How often does she even go into the garage, yeah, though? Excellent she's, point. She's, excellent point. She's driving a computer car. Mm-hmm. Looks like a little man cave to me. I mean, slamming Budweiser's. Maybe he's got one of those uh, pins where when you turn it upside down, all the clothes <laughs> go away. Like, oh, you like know an extreme does. prejudice. Mm-hmm. That's what he has all his, the, the people sign their invoices and shit with. Mm-hmm. He's working on a Firebird. Busts a knuckle while trying to tighten down a, a screw. Looks like he's putting in like a Garver intake, possibly like a Simmons post cam. I don't know. <laughs> um, Where'd you find that info? <laughs> hmm? What? I'm a fucking gearhead, dude. You you will get his fucking computer history. It's just like cool car <laughs> <What>? part names. <laughs> what part is it that the fan thing is in front of? Uh <laughs> 80% of that is made up. <laughs> All right. He busts his knuckle. He does the, uh, or more of his finger, I guess. He does the instinctual little little blood suck. My Tops her off a little. You, that's how you know he's a real car man. Mm-hmm. That he fucked his knuckle up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant when he drank his blood, and I thought you had car guys confused with vampires for a minute. Nah, not, not this week. 
You mean Dragula? <laughs> weird week. Yeah, Dragula is the perfect fucking Venn diagram of <laughs> what Dan believes mechanics are. Missed opportunity upgrade. <laughs> he hops in, starts his baby up. I love you. Grabs a celebratory beer. This is our hero, Gray. He finishes just in time to step outside. His wife, Asha, is arriving in her self-driving car. Typical wife behavior. She steals the beer and walks off. Does your wife steal your beer? Oh, man. Uh, I I never get as much food or beverage as I (laughs) intend. I don't know about you guys. My wife yeah. like hates IPAs, so nah, I, I, I got no worries about getting my beer taken. Sam did. She did not have a taste for IPAs, but because that's all I was ever buying, it that's was exactly like what that she just to started to drink them, and now it's, yeah. But she'd get all my beers, and I'm like, I'll <laughs> fucking get IPAs, dude. And then she'd run out and start drinking the IPAs, and she's like, oh, these are delicious. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, to answer your question, if I, like, am walking around the house with a beer and I, like, come up to her, she will grab the beer and just, like, it's a what's mine is ours situation. Mm -hmm. When you go to the beer store, are you not buying her beer as well? No. I mean. I buy mine and I buy, I'm like, all right, she'll drink those. No. uh, She usually will just get, like, her own wine. She's not like a real big beer fan in general, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is is getting back to the wine, which is nice because she'll say like, are you going to drink any? And if I say no, that means she's going to open up a white wine, which I'll never touch. You know, I may have half a glass per bottle of red wine or something, but. I'll do I'm red. Not allowed to drink wine. <laughs> Why? You getting all nasty? Karan or... I thought Maybe. you said you're not allowed to drink. No, she's not allowed to drink wine. <laughs> you need to talk it's about a, it. She's a mean one. Oh, bro, I'll go. I'll go wino mode. Mm-hmm. I get fucked up on wine, dude. Yeah, I lose all like, the feeling in my hands, and then I like. Yeah, I don't drink it fucking... that often because I'll get fucking tore up. Like I'll stand up and be like, "God damn!" <laughs> I, I crash at Gen Xers' houses, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yep. Fuck yeah. Last time I went full wino, I went on fucking. An EDM tour. Did you lose your hands? No, I just sat on them for so long. Did you jerk off? Why? Why not? Why uh, do you think they have that big uh, DJ table? I need both hands. All right, we see inside of Asha and Gray's house. Pretty cool, modern interior. The automated uh, automated voice of Kara, the house computer. She puts on some music, orders some eggs. Asha's like kind of throwing shade at, at Greg or Gray just sitting at home all day fixing cars. Asks if he wants to print a pizza. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what? What the fuck is even happening in this movie? I was so alarmed. <laughs> that's the future, Cross. Yeah, man. Mm-mm. <laughs> If that's the future, my future is a fucking 45, dude. <laughs> when implant it in your hand. I have to assume that print the pizza means that like the robot arms, right? Need the dough, squirt a little marinara on there. 
Now, you're home alone with these robot hands. Fuck no. We learned from vibrations. No? You don't no, you don't let robot hands jerk you off. You you He told us in the first twenty dude. minutes. Dangerous. There's some dudes out there that are like Hmm. Yeah, why not? There's a lot of dudes out there that do a lot of shit. And I mean, jerking she off with robot hands is probably super, super low. She wouldn't overdose them, so she's probably like, no, I'm not jerking you off either. That's an excellent point, Dan. There's probably safe, safety measures coded into the computer to keep it from ripping a dick off. <laughs> I bet these robots would. Remove the input cards. I bet the robots in this movie would. They seem like they're set up to like fully serve people. I don't know why they wouldn't be programmed to. Yeah. And this is coming from Dan, who 10 years ago during our first podcast argued that a dick sink was a great idea. <laughs> so <laughs> deep cut there, buddy. Best pool of the night. What am I, a jerk off robot? All right. So Gray needs Asha to follow him so he can drop off the Firebird at his client's house. He's afraid to take the self-driving car because he's afraid if he pushes the wrong button, he'll end up 45 minutes out of the way. Remember, he's an analog man. What kind of... Do they ever show like a year that this is supposed to take place in? Just says the near future. Near future. Yeah, but it's like... I mean, it's close enough that we have autonomous vehicles, but not fully. Like there's still a... Seems like there's a, a Mazda on the highway. So, yeah. Yeah, and like a really, you don't, I don't think know, Mazda's like, gonna be around in a few it years. It was now? a regular like Mazda three, <laughs> gas powered baby. Zoom, well, zoom, that, baby, that is a thing that they because doesn't the cop in this movie drive like a gas powered car? Mm-hmm. She does not have an electric vehicle. Well, she like tries, you. she tries to like play up that she's an analog lady, you know. <laughs> Anyway, they arrive at the client's house. It's this beautiful oceanfront house. It's got this cool entrance under this rock arch. They go down. It's an underground house. Beautiful dwarf maples. Did you notice those in that hallway? I yeah, love how some the of those. fuck are these growing? Eh, artificial UV light or something. Do you guys feel like they really, like, really wanted Tom Hardy for this? It would have upped it, I think, a little bit. Whatever guy they got looks just like him. So I'm just I'm saying I'm like he's he's no Tom Hardy. I mean he's good, but he's no Tom Hardy here. Oh, all right. We meet Aaron, the client. He's playing around with his literal cloud. How's that spelled? Aaron E R O N. (laughs) Eron. Would you Would you put it in as your notes? A A R O N. No, I put it in as E-R-O-N. <laughs> is it supposed oh, to be Eron? Just, did... No, it's no, no, Aaron. It's, it's Aaron. Okay, you had me so fucking confused. I was like, I even had closed captions under my notes. Yeah. I just would have been It's like, far enough in the future. It's regular Aaron. Yeah. Well, he also is like a rich, you know, little shit. So. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like an Elon yes. dig? And I think they wanted Jared Leto as well. <laughs> but he wanted to be blind and have a samurai sword for some reason. 
That was a uh, Blade Runner twenty forty eight, right? Forty nine. <laughs> the sequel to twenty forty eight. You get more Batista in that one, though. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Gray introduces his wife, Asha. Aaron's a, he's a little off. He's a he's a computer dweeb. He, he ain't got any human skills. Asha recognizes him. She's like, "Holy shit! You run Vessel Computers." I'm in the business. I work for a Cobalt. We're nothing like Vessel yet, but we're getting there. No, you're not. I'll show you why. We see Stem, little roach-looking chip. He says it can do anything, talk to anything, calculate anything. Ash is impressed, but Gray, he's a skeptic. Remember, analog man. You look at he that thing and see the future. It with his fist. He's like, got that cockroach for you. You look at that thing and see the future. I see 10 guys on an unemployment line. Who? <laughs> mm-hmm. Seems like this is the only, like, real mechanic left. I mean, I don't know. You got to, yeah. He was selling a car to him? Is that? It yeah. seems like this guy's whole business okay. is, like, he finds cool cars. He has the knowledge to fix them up. And then the only people that are going to buy something like that anymore are like the uber wealthy. Yeah. Because the cop hints at it later about like one of the little guys. Would you sell this to one of the little guys? So. Mm. It's just it's a it's an antique by this point. Right. I mean, these those cars are literally antiques because I think. A ca- once a car is like 25 years old it's you can license it as an antique but mm-hmm. anyway we're in the self-driving car ash and gray going home a little hand holding turns into some backseat bone zoning car would warns them would you guys be boning in a self-driving car maybe not the first few rides i think once you got more comfortable with it you knew you were gonna arrive safely i'm still super alert when I'm boning. Like, I've, I mean, I've boned in a normal driving car, so why not? <laughs> While it was going down the road? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Where are you? You're just jerking off, right? No, I was driving. I, I was driving and <laughs> pumping. <laughs> Put it, What'd you do? Put a brick on the gas pedal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or were you going like accelerating, uh, accelerating, accel- like quick little bursts of gas as you were pushing the thrust? Yeah, the guy behind me got real mad. But- oh, yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> we'd get up to 70 and then down to 40. <laughs> you should have just put it in fucking cruise control, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been smart. Dan, you asked the question. Oh, he's coughing right now. We're just going to move on. All right. The. Car advises them to put their seatbelts on, and the car says it leave it's leaving the freeway. Starts taking them towards New Crown, a real shithole. <laughs> Gray recognizes this. This is his old neighborhood. Uh, sorry to all the people that live in New Crown, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apologies. He's like, what the hell? Starts questioning why the car's doing this. Ash is like, eh, maybe it's diverting traffic. He's like, fuck that. This is the wrong way. This isn't even towards our house. Car says that there's an error. It doesn't respond to any commands to stop. 
Asha tries to stop. She's like pushed the brake pedal twice. All this. Nothing. Car starts to speed up. Gray just manages to get Asha belted down as the car hits a piece of scrap metal and crashes. Now we're waterside. We're on like a dock industrial area. Looks like it's like a homeless camp. Jade. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, down by the pier. And none of these what a great scene. unhoused say anything either. Dude, we're not talking. They got their own cops. fucking problems, dude. You don't fucking talk, dude. I mean, don't talk to the cops, dude. Mm-hmm. That's just more problems. I mean, cars flipped upside down. Ash is locked into her seatbelt. Grace kind of knocked out. Car full of goons shows up. They cut Ash out of the restraint. They drag them both out of the car. We start to see law enforcement drones, almost a dozen of them, start to show up to the crash scene. Oh, start- you know that shit's coming. Oh, hell yeah. I bet we're already there. <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean telling me, you're telling me like NYPD doesn't have fucking drones that they use? I don't think to this extent. But I, I don't mean, think we're that far off of it. Hell no. I mean, didn't, London didn't, has fucking CCTV everywhere. So. I think Missouri was like, you can't do ticketed traffic lights, right? Or was it some cities? I don't know. I don't yeah, fucking fuck pay them. I don't fucking pay them. <laughs> <laughs> I blow through every gotta, goddamn red light. I smile, too. You got a fucking too. picture of me. I flip it off. I smile. Take a picture of my fucking face. You got a picture for me. I ain't paying for that shit. Send me a fucking envelope. Fucking recycle that shit. All right. The the main goon that starts right fucking with Asha, signs he fucking takes here. his mask off. What a off. tough-ass way to promote recycling. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I compost it. I just take out the little <laughs> plastic... Uh, window sleeve on the envelope and everything else gets ripped up and composted. Yeah, right, you, you lost this hipster. Hmm, trying to do my part, man. Sorry. Tell that story where you ran over that sign. I don't know what you're talking about. See my air quotes. Alright. Main goon takes his mask off. Everybody else starts yelling at him, put your fucking mask back on. He starts threatening Asha. He's, he's like, you think you're better than me? Blah, blah, blah. Gray's trying to fight these goons off, but he's kind of double teamed. And this dude just shoots Asha point blank. She falls to the ground. Gray tries to fight back. This main goon that shoots uh, Asha, he comes up, kneels on Gray, and shoots him with something right in his spine. These goons bolt. Gray can't move. He's trying to comfort her as much as he can. He can't get to her. She takes her last breath. We got Gray in an ICU. He's uh, he's tubed, immobilized. We got a montage of various caregivers, his mother coming and going. Three months later, Gray is now bearded appropriately to, sh- you know, help enforce that three months have passed. Something that guy in vibrations could never quite figure out how to do. <laughs> you throw a razor in his pocket, you write a, a single line of dialogue, mm-hmm. you call it good. He had He's no a- hands and shaved every day, I guess. <laughs> it's incredible. Maybe he just didn't grow hair. Yeah, but they show that he has a razor. They, yeah. Like, it's in the movie, it's like, oh, no, yeah, he shaves right. daily. <laughs> He's covered in soot and shit, but he shaves every morning. 
just got a good grip. <laughs> I like fucking, fucking Mac from Predator. <laughs> He's at home. He's got a new electric wheelchair. He's there with a caregiver and his mother. They're showing off a newly installed automated uh, feature in one of the robots that help make life easy. Caregiver's like, I got to do is say a protein shake. He's just running on 5G. 5G? We pass, there we we're, pass dude, we're at fucking 12G at this point. All right. Gray just sulks. He doesn't want a fucking protein shake. We see a little bit more of Gray's mother taking care of him. Um, wouldn't you got trim, this much money? Wouldn't bath. you order? Wouldn't you get like a a pretty sexy like maid to help you out? I mean, he's kind of depressed, man. I mean, his mom might be the only person in his life. You know, he's probably living off an insurance. Yeah, but when it came by this to point, you know, when it came to giving me a bath. I'm like, yeah, nah, ma. Aren't you like, aren't you like no feeling from like the neck down at that point? I mean, yeah, it, sexy still nurse look, is just, Ron. it might just be you a still tease, got a though. mind. Yeah. But sex, we're talking I, I, three months, Dan. Sexy nurse might be three years later. I don't like a you know? 60 year old. <laughs> she's been That's the first thing I'm doing. She's been yeah. nursing her whole life. Like, <laughs> give me that lady instead. Waiting for Dan to go on about the brain is the biggest erogenous zone, Cron. <laughs> I mean, it's all in the brain, guys. It's the most, it's the biggest neurogenous mm-hmm. piece yep. of equipment that you have. It's crazy. Of all the things in my body that neurogenous, <laughs> that my brain is most neurogenous. Yeah. Science, baby. I mean. Mm-hmm. Controls all my nerves. you know, <laughs> that control everything else, so. Gray breaks down a little bit. Mother does what she can to comfort him. We're at the police department. We meet Detective Cortez. She's from the old neighborhood, too. She's trying to connect with Gray. She's like, you know what? I'm out on the streets. I knock on doors. I don't use all these computers and shit, okay? I like to get my hands dirty. Gray's question is like... Maybe the uh, cop that has access to... (laughs) Fucking drone computers and recordings all over town. Maybe I want them using the technology to figure out. Which is immediately what Gray says. He's like, you mean to tell me like all the shit that you have up flying and recording every day isn't helpful? Like, what's the point? Uh, He's pretty combative with her. She kind of responds with like, yeah, they probably use some sort of um, program to block their faces from being read. Like, no real answer. That That's night. Con- convenient for the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, technology, they'll use it. Oh, this movie uses it. They're doing what they can. What they can. I mean, that face-hiding technology, that's their uh, vibrations razor. That's the one, the one line that sort of answers that. That, that solves it. <laughs> Move on. That night, Gray's at home. He's ordering his robot to administer PM medication, and he tries to OD. He says, error, administer again. Error, administer again. He gets four or five doses, and then finally the computer's like, nope, something's wrong. 
Can't give you any more. Kinda he passes me, out. Made me wish I could get a little bit of that PM medicine, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah, four doses knock you out. So maybe three doses. That's what you want. Yeah. Flying high again. He wakes back up in the hospital. Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> I can get twice as high. <laughs> Is that a challenge? Mm-hmm. Take a look while I cook. Reading rainbow. Meth. <laughs> can make you do anything. Put on a roof. <laughs> Run really fast. <laughs> All right. Aaron creeps in wearing a mask. Not going to give you bird flu, kid. Well, that aged well, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron, after being a weirdo for a little bit more, he offers something to Gray. Something that might help him walk again, live again. Stem. It'd just have to be a secret for now. Gray uh, refuses the call at first. I'm not looking to restart my life, kid. I'm looking for the off switch. You guys taking this deal? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I'm biting my tongue off first. No, you still have hands. No. You'd... But I can't use them. Yeah. You yeah, still got them. I'm going to try to do a million dollar baby. Diablo spoiler alert, y'all. She doesn't do it. She tries. Is that a movie that you'll ever watch again? Yeah. I like Million Dollar Baby. I've never watched it ever since. I've seen it like, probably four times. Okay. I've only really? Seen yeah. I've only seen it the once, but I got teared up during it. Oh, I fucking sad movie. Dude. Me, Steve, and Danny Duck just fucking bawling in that theater. Yeah. Now, Steve might say, no, fuck that, dude. But. I don't cry. Yeah. Spilled. No, I'm never watching. We were, cr- we were crying. Spilled a, spilled a Sprite on my face, dude. It's not the same. I'm never watching Million Dollar Baby again. Unless you guys assign it to, like, saddest movie category. Nah. Yeah, that'd be there's, a, that'd be a there's fun a few one. too many. I mean, not to say that we don't do problematic stuff on this show, but there's a few things in Million Dollar Baby that at the time were wildly inappropriate. All right, Aaron hits him with the typical, "Hey, what would she want?" Cut to the operation. Uh, some cool effects. I think this is a really cool scene for being kind of a cheaper level movie i think the effects here are done really well um real subtle hints at at advances in technology you got these doctors with these cool contacts there's like a a real-time x-ray that you can see so they're in this almost igloo type dome that has glass and then some pieces of glass that are missing and the establishment or establishing shot sort of rolls up and it's almost like depending on what lens you're looking through you know, you would see the the X-ray of his skeleton. Karan, uh, that was a skeleton work here. I mean, it was good. You are the yeah. expert. Anytime you see a skeleton, you know, movies even a little better for it. Just even an X-ray, like you're still happy. I mean, you you're still seeing that skeleton, aren't you? <laughs> okay, well, I better. That's got to be an extra point five, then, right? We'll find out. Okay. Only time will tell. 
So stem cool. is installed in gray spine. I I really dug the the quick shot of the the surgery. Like the scalpel slice was really cool, but then when they show his spine sort of opened up, where they're going to put, yeah, it looks gross. It's very subtle. It's not like Cronenberg gross. It looks real. I don't know. It's just like a mound of flesh and blood. It's pretty That's gross. Real. That's real, baby. That's what you look like inside. Not me. The spine Ugh. is fucked up. You don't look like that inside? Mm-mm. What do you look like? Domino's fucking lava cake? Got a fucking noid inside I'm me. I'm so hungry now. <laughs> Thanks, Domino's, for uh, providing ads this week. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, has I, any? Hey, I stand Domino's, man. Dig in Domino's, your body Domino's until you good. find the lava cake. <laughs> Who has anybody eaten a Domino's lava cake here? Uh, yeah. Oh my like, god! Like six months ago, when they were doing that, <laughs> when they were doing that random re- reward thing. <laughs> so pretty recently. Yeah, not too long ago. It was. Uh, it's affected them, I guess. Yeah. They did a weird. Yeah, it's it's sticking with me. They would do a thing where, like, with whatever delivery order, like, so many delivery orders, they would throw in something. Like, they might throw in a 32-piece Parmesan bites, you know? They might throw in a fucking sandwich or chicken bites or some shit. Um, And we got a fucking lava cake. It was pretty dope. You got a box of somebody's leftover crust. Sorry, dude. (laughs) Sometimes it works like this. I have totally just gotten the wrong order before. Which was kind of a bummer. We've lost Dan. Yeah, Dan's gone. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Gray wakes up. He's still in his chair, but we've got the, a nurse or a, a doctor. Um, she's trying to manipulate his legs, asking if he feels this. She tells Aaron, you know, it's just it hasn't kicked in yet. It's going to take some time. Gray starts moving his hand. Yeah, so, some time for them is, I don't know, 13 seconds. Yeah, but Gray's badass, man. And Stem is even cooler. He's raising his arms. He fucking stands. He takes a few steps and he throws away his crutches. Cut to him and Aaron. Nobody can know. Aaron's making him sign a confid- uh, confidentiality agreement. He says these suck to sign, but at least you're doing it with your own hand, right? You're not a robot. Stem works in service of your brain. Brain gives Stem a command. He makes it happen. We see Gray uh, Gray just full-fledged fucking running on a treadmill. He gets home. Of course, he has to wheel in in secret. Shuts the door. Gets up. Starts walking around. This is the first little subtle hint with the camera that Stem is in control. Kara, the automated voice, starts advising that... uh, Detective Cortez. He just live his life like this now. What? Like, why still hide that you're? But why? Why hide it? He signed the confidentiality agreement. Yeah. (laughs) He can't let anybody know that because people are going to ask questions. So I woke up, fell out of bed, and got up. Yeah. Said a prayer. (laughs) Look at me now. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah, there you I go. I went to a, a, a revival down by the the river. <laughs> Cured, baby. Mm-hmm. Preacher told me to get up and walk. What can I say? 
He slapped me on the head, said some weird shit, and I'm walking. I feel we have an analog man out there. Lost his wife and his will to live. That's what he told me. That's what the guy said. And he held out his hand and I started walking again. Oh, don't you worry, mama. (laughs) You get up now and you walk towards this Budweiser. I'm going to be the greatest rock and roll star, mama. (laughs) You know I'm going to get you that pink Cadillac, mama. Three of them. You blood sucker. Uh, I really dig this here. So, Carr uh, is talking to to Gray about Detective Cortez dropping off a package. Shut up! I'm sorry. Did you say something? Yeah, I want you to shut up. <laughs> um, we see Gray looking through the package. It's reports, autopsy. He's watching the footage from that night, the drone footage. He gets up to make a drink. Some cool, subtle acting here with the control of him grabbing the whiskey bottle, taking the top off, pouring it. You know, it's, it's, it's still very stilted. May I point something out? Hello? Yes. Who's saying that? I am Stem. You fucking kidding me? No. Gray tells Stem not to talk. He's a bit freaked out. Am I going fucking insane? So I'm not insane? (laughs) Okay, you can talk again. No, you are not insane. Stim can't be heard by anyone else. He tells Gray, shoot a little vibration into your eardrum. And I can only respond to what you say out loud. Vibrations? (laughs) Whoa. Very nice. Should have done a little uh, techno beat under this. (laughs) <laughs> is, so that, st- is that Cyberstorm? Mm-hmm. How'd you get that? Oh, it would have been so cool if they were just like driving around the city and there were Cyberstorm posters everywhere. Stem wants right? to point something Correct. out that he's able to see in the drone surveillance footage. So let's talk a little bit about how Stem works. So like we said... Gray has to speak out loud for Stem to hear him. Stem can't be heard elsewhere. It's all internal, but he can't read Gray's thoughts that we know of. But Stem is receptive to what is happening around him through Gray's vision. So Gray was able to see the drone footage. Not really. He's like the cops. They can't make anything out. But Stem notices that uh, the guy that shot Asha. Go ahead. Wouldn't Stim have to be able to read his thoughts, though? Because, like, if you think about just picking up that whiskey bottle, like, Stim has to make that fucking connection from your brain go to your arm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what? I fucking cracked this movie (laughs) wide open, dude. Well, I mean, they kind of hint at it. I mean, it's you give Stim a command, Stim tells your body, right? So it's... It's reading those, but mm-hmm. I think this is his way of crash and burn. Stop. <laughs> Leave it. Move on. Okay. It's fucking. It's Cybertron's razor. <laughs> That's what we're going to call that now. That's movie logic to just fucking explain it and move the fuck on. All right. 
the guy that shot Asha did not have a gun in his hand. What the fuck? He shot Asha. How do you mean he doesn't have a gun? It was a gun installed in his hand. Stem also notices a marking on one of the other goons' wrists. Kind of a cool scene here. Like, Gray can see it, but he can't make it out. Stem says, I can. May I draw it for you? Kind of a cool thing. He, uh, He takes over Gray's hand and like a fucking printer just marks out this like circular barcode that stem is able to read so he makes fucking gray hold it up to his eye and stem can discern it sir brantner marine corps 098-422 o positive catholic address 414 citrus new crown he prints out a little banner for the band and starts making up a bunch of sandwiches (laughs) They get really excited about the sandwiches. Welcome to the Brewski's home too, or something. <laughs> you just found this guy. Gray starts freaking out. Holy shit. Tries to call the cops. But Stem says, hey, man, you don't have any evidence because you can't tell anybody about me. You have no hard evidence. Gray's kind of crushed. But they can go to Cirque's house. They have his address. Outside of Cirque's house, Gray locks his wheelchair on the street, gets up, walks inside. Gray, the analog man, is able to pick that lock. Stem's able to discern that there's no fucking uh, alarm system or whatever. They go inside. Stem advises, you might want to take off your shoes. He starts guiding Gray around the place. Tells him to look at the table. Cool digital readout on the table. Tells it to turn on. It starts displaying some text messages. Gray starts swiping through them. Stem points out, hey, Old Bones is referenced multiple times. What is that? Gray says, it's an off-grid bar. He's the oldest and wisest member of the Five Day Reynolds podcast. Only by a few months. Least favorite. That's fine. I'm fine with that. We love him. Yeah. It's all right. Stem isn't able to find any, like, internet record about this. It's, like, not on the network. That's what Gray says. They don't really fucking go for that sort of thing. Gray looks around some more. We got some shitty kid drawings on the uh, refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, uniforms look, in the closet. They look like trash. They're junk, man. They need a stem to fucking draw some stuff out. Cirque mm-hmm. comes home. Stem tells Gray he needs to hide. Hides behind the shelf. And when the moment's right stems like hey you have the opportunity you have the advantage go attack him attack him attack him but gray hesitates and that delay fucking costs him circa attacks him starts beating him up throws him up against the wall he recognizes gray gray says you fucking killed my wife he says no that was somebody else gray gets thrown to the floor beaten up he can't fucking kick this marine's ass stem says hey i can help you gotta give me fucking command Gray says, permission granted. And I mean, this is your fucking trailer moment right here. Mm. Gray's body kicks in, just starts beating the shit out of Cirque. Throws him into the kitchen, starts smashing some plates. Gray's freaking out because he's like, he's not in control of his own body. Starts telling the guy like, fucking stay down, please stop, stay down. Cirque picks up a knife. Oh, it's great. Cirque picks up a knife. Stem, he's got a knife. I can see that. We have a knife too. 
quick little fucking counter, grabs the knife, slices like the dude's fucking uh, artery underneath his arm, throws him to the ground. Bit more of a scuffle. And then one of the most badass fucking kills I think we'll ever have on this show. So Cirque is on his knees, back to Gray. Gray comes up behind with the knife, puts it in his mouth, and pulls that as he pushes his knee into the guy's head, damn near uh, decapitates him. Yeah, but at like the mouth level. Yeah, not the neck. Upper and lower jaws like split mm -hmm. apart. Director calls this the Pez dispenser. Hell yeah. It looks fucking great. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's it's the Joker smile, but two inches further. Um, Gray throws up. Holy fuck, he just killed somebody. Stem's like, we got to get out of here, dude. Gray's like, just give me a fucking minute. He's in the kitchen. He threw up in the uh, the sink. All right, what do I do? Stem's like, all right, you got to clean up. You got to wipe any evidence, anything that you touched. Gray's like, what the fuck? I don't remember everything I touched. But Stem does. We got Cortez what? at the morgue. Why didn't Stem just tell him to wear a pair of gloves into the house? I mean... I would, I wouldn't have mind seeing that though, like him going kind of through it and not all of it, but just being like, oh, you got to clean that or clean. I don't know. I wish we would have had like a clip of that, I guess. I don't know. Just like listing it off. I I don't know. I think it's such a subtle, like cool, like, oh yeah. Like, all right, cool. Cause then this cut is kind of good because we cut to Cortez at the morgue. They're looking at Cirque's body with the doctor doctor starts going on this dude's been upgraded to hell man he's got all sorts of wires and shit in his chest he points out this gun that's in his arm he's been eating these purple plastic bars Mm -hmm. (laughs) crimes of the future shit here he's got a fucking stomach pussy with a zipper on it (laughs) some bond girl broke in here last night and started tonguing it yeah I don't (laughs) I don't know how this goo got into it, but the bummer is Dan has to kill his mic and he's we're getting some great laughs from Dan, but it's activating his cough. It's such a bummer. All right. Cortez alludes to a boot print found on the porch. She asks the the tech about that and he says engine grease, just old school engine grease. I know a greasy old engine guy. <laughs> That's what she's thinking in the back of her head. Yeah, it's talking about the greasy strangler? Mm-hmm. Nope. We got Gray with Aaron. I can track you, Gray. Yeah, there's a pig nose guy that they <laughs> kill in this movie. Aaron's giving Gray an earful, earful about getting caught. We see uh, Cortez doing some computer detective work finally. Just speaking to the computer about like, Give me some drone footage. Give me this, blah, blah, blah. She sees some drone footage of Gray rolling down the street right by Cirque's house. You think there was a scene where she couldn't remember her password like eight times in a row? Mm -hmm. In the longer cut. Mm -hmm. It's probably written on a post-it on her desk, you know, and it's the typical detective thing. Can't find anything. She is analog. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, she adds Gray to her suspect list. Aaron, he knows that Gray fucking killed Cirque, but he's more concerned about Stem being revealed. 
Cortez stops by Gray's house that night under the uh, the ruse of wanting to buy Gray's car. Stems walking uh, Gray through how to like lie or to at least seem believable. Don't look away. Don't lie about this. She just looked at your boot. You left a boot print. Blah, blah, blah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Gray offers like, hey, obviously I have a fucking alibi, right? <laughs> I just was in the area. All right. And Gray even offers like, hey, you want to stab me in the leg? And she kind of wants to. She's like, yeah, maybe for fun. Kind of uh, into that. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. What are you, Dexter? All right. Stem tells Gray that they need to go it, to the it, old it bones. takes a lot of mind control for me to do that. We got to go to the old bones. We got to look for more clues. But doing so means that Aaron may try to shut them down remotely. Cut to a new crown alley. Gray rolls into the old bones. He orders a whiskey. Asks the dude at the bar to help him out, who's very polite about it. Which is yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is just kind of like, yeah, I got you. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever drink like whiskey or scotch through a fucking straw. McDonald's straw. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that would be fucking terrible. Well, you know, at this point in the future, it's one of those paper straws, too. Oh, I mean, don't give me. Yeah. God. Don't kill the sea turtles, baby. Yeah. Half, you're going to lose half your whiskey fucking soaked up in that thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to eat the fucking straw to get your fucking money's worth. That'd be terrible. <laughs> Gray asked for everybody's attention. Bartender turns down the music. Also very polite. Yeah. I know someone in here knows someone or something about the killing of my wife. If you do, raise your hand or come forward. Everybody oh, laughs. Shit. Turn the music up. Turn the music up. Everybody's laughing and clapping, especially one giant dude that slow claps and approaches Gray. You knew Cirque. What, you going to hit me? Son, if I hit you, you'd wake up in the past. Everybody laughs. Yeah, Cirque said something similar right before I cut his damn head off. Oh, burn. This dude starts to push Gray to the bathroom, ask for the music to turn, uh, be turned back up. A few other goons follow. I mean, I do feel like if you beat up a quadriplegic guy, like, none of these other goons are going to respect you at all. I mean. It's, it's yeah, it's weak shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the maybe the cool, respectable people stick to the bar. It just seems like yeah. a lo- it seems like a lose lose for the big guy. Like this, if you're beat if you're beating up a guy that's using a dick sink, come on. Well, but it it's like this guy is kind of like talking down to you in front of everyone. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if you take him to the bathroom and beat him up, you should beat up a guy that can't even defend himself. I mean, yeah the the move is just wheel him out front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. Push Just, him out the door. Yeah, be, Lock your, the be, door. The, be the bigger <laughs> man. Yeah. All right. Immediately uh, getting into the bathroom, they just throw Gray to the floor, and this dude starts stabbing him because he doesn't really – at this point, he's like, what can you feel? Stabs him in the leg, the side, starts working his way up. But Stem had shut off his pain receptors, so he can't feel any of this shit. But the guy finds the magic point. Kind of on Gray's neck where he can feel. It's kind of where the magic bullet went too. <laughs> if only I was there. Mm-hmm. Goon admits to being at the killing. 
Isn't his brother at least still alive, though? Like <laughs> JFK's brother? JFK? No, he yeah. had, sadly, no. Oh, I thought he was doing all that cool internet stuff, though. He, he almost his, came that's back. That's his son. Oh, okay. Last that's year. his son that came back, or gotcha. was going to, but not enough yeah. people showed up. Yeah. It would have been embarrassing if he showed up for that few people. Yeah, clearly another lose-lose. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you put all those cool tweets out, and then <laughs> only fucking 24 people show up. That's a good sign. There were more people at the Area 51 raid. <laughs> Stem, you can take over. Another cool beatdown this time with multiple guys. Gray's not even having to like look. He's hitting people behind his back. Uh, Gray's starting to get cocky. Stem immediately tells him, "Do not get overconfident, Gray." He throws uh, main goon. I think his name's Tolan. Down on the ground, jumps yeah, up on top of him. The puppet master, right? Uh, it's too long. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, oh, could you imagine if fucking... <laughs> I can't even remember any of their names. How do we... Cr- uh, okay, we got Six Shooter. So, what's the one with Blade. the Blade? Blade. Yeah, if Blade just crawled out from under the, the stall. <laughs> Flight Jester. Guy. Who is the guy with the big fists and the arms? With the oh, little, he's our, little he head. He's our favorite. Yeah, he was so nice. Pinhead or was it something? Pinhead? Yeah. And Shit. Then, and then there was Don't. the drill. Bones, stop. Stop. You, you guys, fu- you started the bit. I know, but we took it. Now he's going to write it down. You've clearly not remembered your puppets very well. So. Yep. Might be time Fuck. for a refresher. Le- uh, leech woman. Pinhead. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Pinhead. Damn it. Look it up. It's I think I think I don't know. Alright. Look it up while I'm talking about this. Alright. You didn't know that I'm a fucking ninja. While I am state of the art, Gray, I am not a ninja. Gray starts to intimidate the goon. Grabs the knife, but he can't do it. He gives control to Stem and he looks away. Stem goes fucking reservoir dogs on this dude's face. It's Cuts pinhead. it all to shit. It is pinhead. What's the flamethrower one named? Torch. Oh yeah, Torch. Tunneler. Tunneler. What's Jester? Spot on fucking names. Six shooter. Decapitron. Decapitron. <laughs> yeah. I think he was brought in in part three, right? Yeah. I mean, well, no, and four. Six shooter was late too. He six shooter was part three, yeah, which is a prequel, right? Yeah, and we couldn't figure that Te- out. Like, where technically. are technically? We got to pick that back up. <laughs> we still got twelve more movies. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna make them quicker than we can watch them if we're. <laughs> we just got to get our shit together. Mm-hmm. All right, so Stem has cut the fuck out of this guy's face. He will now answer any questions you ask him. You were a job, this guy says. Oh, Who when they, paid you? When they cut back to his face, too, it looks fucked up. I mean. Yeah. It, they take a while to show it. And what I was thinking was like, this is effective. Them not showing it is making me visualize it being much, much worse. 
So when they actually show it, and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's not like a full fucking uh, Cordell fucking Hannibal situation. Like, I was like, okay, it's not so bad. But on my rewatch, I was like, I don't know if I would have showed that. I think I would have kept the framing kind of behind him, you know, as he spoke. It's like that would have been a, a, an effective way. Or like a little out of focus. Yeah, kind of like yeah. over his back or something. Mm-hmm. Cordell. Cordell. 5.0. Very fast. It's just a matter of time for that movie. <laughs> he asks who, who paid him. This guy says Fisk. Goon passes out. Stem points out that the uh, the goon has a cobalt chip installed in him. Uh-oh. Aaron is now attempting to shut down Stem remotely. And Stem says, we got to hurry. We need a hacker. Gray's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know any fucking hackers. Stem's like, uh, yeah, I already located one on the dark web. I got their address. Stem tells Gray to take the pen from the goon. And they roll out of the club. Now, Gray has to, again, keeping up the ruse, hop in his wheelchair, slowly wheel out into the bar. Uh Tells the bartender, pulls the classic move of like, oh, Tolan said the drink's on him. Wheels out into the alley. He uh, stems like, listen, dude, we don't got time to slowly roll there. You got to get up and start running. So he gets up, locks the chair, tells some other guy sitting in the alley like, hey, buddy, why don't you uh, watch that for me? And a cool little joke where the guy's like, faker, and then gets out of his chair and sits in Gray's much more state-of-the-art comfortable chair. Do you think the like him getting back in the chair was to keep the ruse up or it was to make Tolan look that much more like a fucking loser? Both. Both. Yeah. Cause, so cause, anyway. Because now everyone's like, how did that guy in the wheelchair beat the shit out of Tolan? So Gray is up and running. And guys, we get up and run to a pee break. All right, welcome back to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast. We hope you enjoyed that. I don't know. Who is it this week? Domino's? I forget. Yeah. yeah. Lava. Lava Thank you, Domino's, for uh, sponsoring this Mm -hmm. week's episode on Upgrade. Yeah, they're bringing back the lava cakes. They wanted us to get the word out. Mm -hmm. Please uh, join the Discord and send us all pictures of your lava cakes. Mm Mm-hmm. Take that however you want. People, put it your take your lava cake, put it in the microwave for fifteen minutes, get it actu- minutes? actually to lava heat levels, then eat it. There will be nothing left. You'll be scraping the walls of your microwave with a fork. No, you're getting rid of that microwave because first the calendar's broke, mm-hmm. and second oh, it's yeah. ruined. You guys ever done that trick where you put like a a, a mug of water in the microwave like a lemon and you set it for like, shit. no, just, you just like, if you're going to go clean it, you know, and it's like all kind of crusty, you just put a mug with water in there and you let that cook for like five minutes and that steam will soften everything. You ain't need no magic eraser paper towel wipe that bad boy right off. I never cleaned a microwave in my life. <laughs> Fucking Brewster's millions job. over here. Holy mm-hmm. shit. 
What yeah, do you, do you they, just throw it away and get a new one? Yeah, when they get dirty, you just toss them and <laughs> get a new one. Dan, you brought up the Discord. A lot of fun this week. The Applebee's Lounge was renamed the Terminator Writing Room. And, man, we were throwing out Terminator Paradox pitch ideas. Some of these were pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, it's fun. So hop in there every once in a while. You want to get on some of these inside jokes. So, or I if need you to br- just want to pitch a new Terminator movie. Yeah, why not? It's been something that's been on your mind for years. Yeah. You're more than welcome. I would say currently about 95% of the people in there are pretty positive. Um, All it takes is uh, Kron making a joke and somebody not knowing how to take it to just set everything off Mm -hmm. and establish a tone of of, uh, uncomfortableness. But for the most part, it's pretty positive. We'll shut that shit down. You understand? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join the Discord. Let's get back into Upgrade. When we left off, Stem had ordered Gray a pizza. Uh, yeah. To print a pizza. Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Gray is running to a hacker that Stem found on the dark web. While he's running full bore, he's also giving Gray commands to write out on his arm. All There's right. no way. First question. Way too we, fast. We saw that Stem was able to take over and write out the tattoo, the marine tattoo earlier. Why isn't Stem just doing that? Perf- to perfectly write out the good command? question. <laughs> yep. Um, so he's basically having to write out this code on his forearm. Very frustrating. I'm not I'm not a fast writer, and I'm certainly not a, a fast like rememberer when people like are, you know, giving out numbers and fucking slashes and pound signs and all this shit. I, so th- the fact that Gray is able to get, I mean, it's a lot of characters he's having to write down. Yeah. All right. It's well, like a fucking. See, I feel like the first one, if it was like a, you know, four star you, I would make the four as big as my fucking forearm is. And I'd be like, I'm already out of room. Like, yeah, what, man. How are you keep, well, why do you keep saying stuff? How long is this going to go? I've yeah. got one leg left. <laughs> yeah, I look like fucking Memento walking yeah. into this hacker's room. <laughs> so, uh, they, Stem and Gray, they arrive outside the hacker's location. While this is happening, Aaron is starting to shut down Stem remotely. Gray is now what struggling. Wouldn't this be a very quick process? To shut down? Yeah. I mean, if Stem is combating him. Oh, I guess He's so. re- rewriting stuff. I mean, dude was up and walking in like two minutes after he got the fucking thing installed. So. Yeah, but that might have a little bit to do with, you know, Gray's desire to want to walk again. Combined with the technical capabilities of Stem. So, I guess it's this, just, I, this I believe. I guess it's not very cinematic if Aaron is just able to walk over to his computer and hit like the off button, and yeah, and Gray just like collapses in the street. Well, you think that would have like its own server in like his house or something? Oh, I'm sure it does. He's got that big cloud, man. 
Of course he's got his fucking server. Maybe that's why he couldn't find it. He was like, oh, fucking mm-hmm. hell. And Stem kept changing his back door, so Aaron had no way in. Yeah, his butthole yeah. kept back. moving around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, we were watching, well, we weren't watching, but I don't even, I think it was Chicago Med or some shit on NBC or one of those. I look up at one point and this guy's like, oh, that's my colon. It's in my stomach. How did that happen? It's like, what the fuck? Are, did people watch this? Yeah. The it's- Chicago series is like NBC's top rated shit. Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. They have continual crossovers. Chicago is huge right now. It might be the second city, but it's number one in fucking ratings. You understand? Chattown, second city. Got a Jesse Smollett running around. <laughs> fucking causing problems for Med and PD and everybody. I wonder if they did a rip from the headlines sort of storyline trying to fix what the Joker's fucking up. Well, that's in Gotham. That's Dean. Gotham that's, City. It's Dan, not yeah. the same place. No. Thank, thank you, Kron. That was Chicago, guys. The know. Dark Knight. That's Gotham. The Dark Knight was in Chicago. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it's Gotham. Be, f- be fair, Dan. Be fair. Come back to real life, you two. I stood in that street at like 2 a.m. There was like zero traffic. My wife took a picture of me in the Joker pose. I said, come on, I want you to do it. I want you to I want you to take a picture of me. Did you turn around and say, no, I killed the bus driver? No, that bank wasn't open. Damn it. Did All you right. say, Gray, I'm where to occupy Gray is struggling to keep walking. He barely makes it up to the stairs. He hits the. He finds like the, the call box for Jamie. That's the hacker's name or alias or whatever. Um, Dan, you mentioned that there's a James Wan yeah. reference there. I totally missed it. Um. Okay, so Stem is telling Gray through like, it it, it it's it's broken up. Stem is barely able to communicate. He's saying like, remove input guards. Tell her to remove input guards. Now, the goon that killed Asha, this fucking proud boy looking fucker, he shows up to the old bones. He starts looking at Tolan's body. He uses a little finger needle. You know, it's kind of like the uh, RoboCop fucking fist thing that comes out like to connect to the computer. He's got one in his little finger. He puts that into the dead goon's contact and he's able to watch the video that was recorded of Gray killing this guy. He starts to see Gray talking to himself and saying out loud the address of the hacker. They have his location. So we're back at the shithole apartment. Aaron's continuing to remote shutdown. Gray's crawling to the door. I don't know how I feel about this hallway. We got fucking glow sticks everywhere. Like, is this yeah, thing hosting a rave every once in a while? Cyberstorm's cool. playing. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and an adjacent already room. played. Yeah. <laughs> He already right. destroyed Kron and left. Mm-hmm. He crawls up to the door. He beats on it, starts yelling for Jamie. This hacker person answers the door. Oh, I like that 
because he like pounds at first. There's no answer. And then he's like, I have money. <laughs> yeah. And they, I like that little touch. That's cool. Yeah. He holds up actual paper money. The hacker is like impressed. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. They actually do write God on this thing. And at this point, Gray does not shut up. He is just constantly like, fucking hurry up. I need you to hack a computer for me. Where? The one that's in my neck. Please hurry. I'm in a rush. I'm in a rush. So we cut back. We see uh, Fisk at the old bones. He's walking out. He starts questioning Manny, this polite bartender. And he's like, so let me get this straight. You just let a guy in a wheelchair wheel out of here after he killed our friend. Manny's feeling a little thread and he pulls a gun on Fisk. Fisk sneezes. He sneezes out some nanobots. They shoot through the air. They infiltrate Manny. They fucking kill him from the inside. Back at the apartment. this guy anywhere. Hell no. Now, how does he... Does he have control over this? Of the nanobots? Total control. What if he's, you know... What if he at a at a restaurant and somebody's cracking some pepper over some pasta, and he just sneezes? I think it, he's probably got to like do something internally. You know, it's just collateral damage. Damn. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. You take out some waiter, who cares? Yeah, what? Everybody okay. at Primavera's pasta oh, died. It's, it's the Olive Garden. <laughs> that waiter wants to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Dominus, for supporting us this week. <laughs> all right. The hacker is barely able to read the shit all over Gray's arm. Uh, starts giving him crap about, uh, don't ask my name, don't ask my gender. Gray's like, I don't care. Just fucking hack this shit, please. Like, Stop talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Fix my computer. Gray looks now, around. If there's anything, like, if you wrote in a movie, like, and then he goes to a hacker like that would be like spot on. Yeah, that's what the hacker looks like. Like she's perfect. It's per- yeah, it's very cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The haircut, the look. So this apartment that she is in or they are in, I'm sorry, is full of people in VR. There's like a dozen people hooked up to these VR machines with IVs. Just living out their lives. You think they're playing a hazmat blaster or whatever that fucking I, monkey was playing? And they're fucking playing Resident Evil Four, baby. <laughs> it's so, so good; it lasts into the near future. Gray's like, I don't ever understand why people would just want to spend time in a fake world. Hacker says it's a lot less painful than the real one. Gray continues to hound this hacker like. You got to remove the input guards. They're able to do it, but they got to leave. And Gray's like, what the fuck? Like, when's it going to turn back on? And Hacker's like, yeah, once your fucking computer reboots. But by this point, Fisk and his goon, they've shown up at the apartment, as well as two goons from Aaron's company, Vessel. We see the uh, not Fisk, but the other guy start to load his shotgun arm. Very cool. Gray starts to crawl while the goons kick open the door and Grace gets a little vision of Asha. Fisk walks up to Gray. Now that's how you looked when I saw you last. 
Stem kicks back on. Gray flips and hops out of the apartment. The side goot or the side goot gives chase. Fisk goes out into the hall and with his fucking X-ray contacts, is he's this, able to see these. Go ahead. Is this where they do that really cool camera thing where it like fully tilts up, like with him? Yeah, yeah. It tilts up and then it kind of flips as he like yeah. does a bunch of handsprings out. Yep. Yeah, and it's cool because like we've established that this dude can is a badass. Got these nanobot things. But there is zero delay. Stem kicks back on and is immediately out. So it's very believable. And the staging of this is cool. So Fisk is able to see the two uh, uh, vessel employees coming up the elevator. They don't even get out of the fucking elevator. He just shoots them through the wall with his fucking Iron Man arm. It's fucking awesome. Gray is chased up to the rooftop. Some cool... um, it's not, it's like, I don't know, maybe one or two seconds more. I would call it like a cool one but you go like four or five floors up with gray, which looks kind of cool. Not quite doing the stem center, but it's just coolest action establishment up to this rooftop. Stem tells him to stop. There's nowhere else to go. I'm going to end this quickly. How? Fucking... He uh, Stem has Gray hit this guy so fucking hard. He falls to the floor. Gray picks him up, throws him up against the wall. He walks over. He breaks the guy's arm and then shoots him in the head with his own arm uh, gun. It's so fucking cool. The deaths in this movie are awesome. Mm. And you took this all right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit better with the... The bone breaking with the movie. The movie bone breaks. It's it's if it's the first time I've seen it, it's like a little uh, uh, okay. But in this one, I I remembered this, so it's it's not so bad. It's skater videos and UFC videos, man. Those are the ones that are like that is fucking. You just you, you know it. Ugh. That's like real that's stuff, a, though. I uh, mean, that's well, yeah, certainly but more disturbing. <laughs> I said, see you later, boy. Yeah, Avril, because I just fucking snapped my arm in half trying to do a kickflip. Yeah, my fucking elbow is hanging out of my fucking skin Shut right now. Shut the fuck uh, up. God damn. I remember we You're were- not even punk. We were fuck. We had a house party, probably at Johnny's, I think, and somebody mm. put on, uh, what was that MTV show? Was it Wrecked or something? What? It gets scarred. Is it called Scar? Scar. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Which is just like extreme videos of people getting hurt. And somebody fell off a rail and I was just like, oh, fuck, guys, come on, turn this down or turn this off. And like four or five people were like, shut up, pussy. Like just, I was like, holy fuck. Like I'm the weirdo because I don't want to fucking watch that shit. When I used to watch, I used to love watching Pride Fighting on HDNet when I had satellite i'm like fucking pride fighting is so much better than ufc and i watched this japanese kid fucking just break a guy's arm just with such joy like yeah i broke his arm and i won and i was like i'm fucking done i can't do this shit anymore when anderson silva broke his leg man tosh.0 he opened up that one fucking uh, episode with the 
the college basketball player that fucking broke his leg. And I was like, I'll never fucking watch Tosh.0 oh ever again. Fuck that. Fuck this fucking guy. It's like big bench. Oh, yeah. No, that, I didn't like that. One. I was no, like, oh that's it's like it's, it's it so is, freaky. It is that like one thing where I'm like, I'm not laughing about that. That's your fucking bone, dude. Sucks. That is the framing of your body. You were immobilized. A gunshot? Fucking who gives a shit? Fucking avulsion? Fucking muscle? Bone? Uh, like blood? Who gives a f- the? B- it's your bone. There's nothing more center than your fucking bone. Ugh. What were you going to talk about, Kron? You were getting ready to. You were making oh, like the something broke. I don't remember. Okay, I went on. A I think it was just like maybe I've seen one of those basketball clips where it's like. There was one where just a guy like kind of landed funny. He was like real tall and shit. And it's like, that's too much fucking weight to be coming down on on a fucking weak bone. Yeah, it's crazy. My my dad showed me a kickboxing video. This is a classic one where two guys kick. And it was the Anderson Silva thing where the guy brings his leg back. And it's and just like jelly. Puts all its weight on it and it just collapses. And my dad's just like laughing. And I was like, no, no. Why'd you show me that? I do think they should bring back like old school UFC though, where it's just like. But like this is a street fighter versus a Muay Thai expert. Let's there's, see. Yeah. The problem is what, what it's become is just the best version of that all those styles have just mixed to what it is now yeah because everybody has to learn sort of the same shit but yeah pride fighting would be like all right this guy is a ex baseball player up against a ex sumo like wrestler you know Mm. jose canseco was like fighting in pride for a while it's just cooler like that's more that's more intrinsically entertaining than yeah well, we're raised on Street Fighter. Like, we're used to, like, I want to see a mix of styles. Yeah. Hey, I was raised on Mortal Kombat. Well, okay. You're to kill just, a motherfucker. Just let him fight under a giant pit of nails or something. <laughs> I mean. Are we going to cover the original Mortal Kombat? Maybe. Pick it. I don't know. That's you what, know whose what, list that would be on. What's a category that we could do Mortal Kombat, Power Rangers, and fucking fill in the blank? nineties uh, fight nostalgia. There you go. Nineties video game and TV shows. What's the th- what's a good third movie that would fill that Super out? Super Mario Brothers. There you go. Fucking you nailed it. All right, Fisk gets up to the rooftop. He's pissed. We're at home. We could do 90s video games. Shut up. Street Fighter. Shut up. up. We're talking about video game categories. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. All right, at home. Edit that out. Stem's going. He's he's accessing the Cobalt database. Are we starting to get some fucking corporate conspiracy here, guys? Like, Cobalt? I mean... That's where Asha worked, remember? mm Mm-hmm. Like, they're no vessel, but they're getting there. Or they thought they were. Because they haven't got fucking stem. Yeah, but that I just... I thought it was that, Colgate. I thought it was a toothpaste company. I was like, she's no, just it's working co- toothpaste. It's Cobalt. And I want to say Cobalt so bad. 
She's just trying to prevent cavities. But I, mean, I, I wrote cobalt in bold lettering. <laughs> oh, you, Uh-oh. you know Gray's people m- would have been writing in on the Discord, dude. <laughs> Good thing we corrected that. It's fucking cobalt. <laughs> Gray's mom is there. She sees Gray fucking covered in blood. Gray, of course, has to fill her in. He tells her, hey, this has got to be a secret. She's like, hey, you got your life back. He's like, did you well, not yeah, just listen to the fucking obvious conversation we had off screen? That well, I you're really at? just my stepson. Of course it's going to be a secret. Ugh, gross. Dude, this is a positive mother-son relationship, man. Don't fucking. I'm stuck in the dryer. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Hey, Gray. I got my arm in the this is a mother, dude. Again. This, this is a mother, all right? And she's like, if Asher were here, she'd want you to be happy. And he says, yeah, but she's not. She's gone. We're going to have to share the bed because there's only one. We see Aaron sulking in his house. Somehow his cloud is able to make like an indoor indoor rainstorm. We see on the computer, system Why would error. you want this in your house? It's fucking cool tech, could, dude. You, Nobody else has you, it. You, can't you come home, it's just raining like all over your fucking TV. You're like, what the fuck, Cloud? You gotta water those dwarf maples you got mm-hmm. in your entryway. That's probably how they're getting water. Gray wakes up from a dream of Asha. Struck by lightning, just eating a donut on your couch. <laughs> Bad dream? Stem asks. No, this wasn't a dream. Cortez shows up. She starts questioning. While she's questioning him, she uh, drops something in the fucking Gray's jacket, which is sitting on the chair. She's like, uh, hey, we found your wheelchair in an alley. What the hell? Gray gives some BS story. It's not mine. Yeah. Well, nope, every, not mine. Every time he's just like, you told me to investigate. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you wanted my help. Like, yeah, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Cortez is basically like, I think you're involved in this. She obviously doesn't. She's not thinking he's up and moving around, but she sort of accuses him like, hey, it wouldn't be that difficult for you to find somebody to kill these people. Right. So she's hinting at the fact that the economy is obviously such shit that anybody could hire anybody to kill anybody. Okay. Yeah. He's conveniently always like a, you know, a block away from the murder. (laughs) Mm hmm. Well, in the case of the old bones, he's 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. He was a door away from the bathroom where four people were brutally beat down and one was cut to shit. So she finally leaves. Gray's starting to question his actions. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I want to stop. And Stem says, if they find you, they will kill you. We can't let them stop what we've started. Stem starts to act all moody and shit. He's like... If I cease to operate, you cease to move. Gray's like, hey, you got to do whatever I tell you. Stem's like, remember remove input guards? Holy shit. Stem has Control autonomy Control delete, bro. Fucking got him. Got Fuck, him. Fucking got his ass, dude. I cannot allow us to be killed. We will finish the job we started. He is totally taken over. Gray's body at this point gets up out of the bed, grabs a jacket. Mom gives up a little fuss, but no, he hops in his car and he takes off. Now, this whole time, 
Cortez. Or tied in a bear trap in your closet. <laughs> Cortez is listening from her car outside, so she dropped a little bug in that jacket. Stem has an address for Fisk that she got from the Cobalt database. Cobalt. Jesus. And he hops in his car. They take off. Dan, did you look up what this car was? I know uh, the Firebird. Is this a Nova? So pissed at us. At timestamp, one hour, 40 minutes, Bones mispronounces Cobalt. Um, which, which one? Are we talking about her car? No, Gray's, Gray's car. Is it a Nova or a Chevelle? This is a uh, Nova, I believe. Hell yeah. And hers is a Renoke. Because oh, all this was filmed in uh, Australia. Oi. <laughs> Good day. You're making a movie, huh? I wouldn't want anything up in me, Nick. <laughs> oh, hey, Australian cron. What? That's bones. <laughs> it's Australian bones. No, I don't, I don't do the nationality stuff. That's you, cron. Yeah, that's all your yeah. That's your, that's your, you got that niche. Good day. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. We got ourselves a little little car chase here. Cortez takes off after Gray. He is, he finds the bug in his jacket. Like, what the fuck is this? Why don't you track this shit? Stem's like, uh, it has no digital parts. I couldn't track it. I bet she's probably following you right now. Now, a little, I'm not, this isn't a dig. This is a very simple car chase. It's like on a three-mile stretch of freeway. That's very simple. But what I like about it is that it's believable in the fact that there is traffic, right? So it's not like you could just fly and take off and veer in and out. Like that shit doesn't really happen. So the stakes are kind of weird. What they do to kind of amplify this is they like Stem is, he says like, hey, I can't do anything. Like you have to drive. And her car's not electric, so it's not like I can just shut it down. So, I don't know, two-minute car chase, relatively simple. Finally, Stem's like, hey, maybe there is something that I can do. He uh, hijacks an autopiloted car, self-driving car, that's a few hundred yards in front of Gray. And he's, he's not giving any courtesy taps with this. No, not at all. So, he hijacks his car. He puts this thing into fucking reverse. The guy inside the car is freaking out. He blasts this thing into reverse. I'm orders to fuck my wife in here. <laughs> Gray to get out of the way. Gray moves just as this car backs right into fucking Cortez's vehicle. Boom. She's taken out. It's a pretty good crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks good. And I like how it was right after that she gets out. Like... And she's fucked up. Like, she does a great yeah. job of playing, like, uh, like fucking rattled and pissed. And uh, a bunch of other law enforcement people show up. So we cut to her showing up at Gray's house. Uh, Pam, who is Gray's mom, is just sitting there crying. And she's like, Pam, what the fuck? We're at Fisk's place. Gray's hiding in the shadows. Fisk I'm comes caught in. in the refrigerator handle. <laughs> How? I'm leaving, Mom. How? Hope there's not a sexy female cop out there. <laughs> it's going to investigate. Now, this is okay. Now, this is all right. 
right? She's like, oh my God, what happened, Cortez? Where's your son? Oh my God, let's take care of you first. Take off your jacket. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's clean you up. Yeah, you're all, keep going. you're all banged up. You're all banged up. I wish I'd be banged up. <laughs> I keep getting myself stuck and Gray won't bang me up. Hey, Mom, are you licking her wounds? Licking her wounds? What is this, fucking Crimes of the Future? <laughs> 360. Zip that shit up and move on, Mom. Tattooed her pancreas. <laughs> Hold for Dan Lafkoff. <laughs> All right. So Fish shows up at his place. We kind of hint that STEM is maybe blocking some of Fisk's computer enhancements because he walks in and Gray says, you got all that shit and you can't even see me. So he's holding Fisk at gunpoint. Fisk starts monologuing about his newfound superiority. He starts talking about he was in the military, took some shrapnel. He's rewarded with just being a lab rat. And now he is like a higher elevated level of race. And he's like, Kind of stoked to induct Gray into that race. He starts to threaten Gray, but um, ultimately says, I don't want to kill you. Hey, the the job wasn't your wife. The job was to paralyze you. You thought that was a gun? Fuck. And your wife, that was just extra. This pisses Gray, uh, Gray off. He fires. Fisk dodges a little bit. Starts going off about like, hey, you got emotional. You can't do that shit. Melee ensues. Unfortunately, Stem can't effectively hit this guy. So Fisk must have some sort of computer enhancement too because he's able to counter everything that uh, Stem is having Gray do. Yeah, it's like every every punch one of them throws, they know the perfect block. It's like just back and forth, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the, um, at the end of Civil War when Iron Man and Bucky are fucking going at it and then Cap hops in and Cap is like not like effective because Iron Man tells fucking Jarvis to like memorize and learn all of his shit. So like normally Cap is the better hand to hand fighter, but yeah. Remember when the MCU is fucking good? Nope. Bring back my Iron Man already. Nerd alert. Mm-hmm. All right. Fisk gets the upper hand a few times. Uh, they're kind of locked in. They kind of sit there laying on this table and Stem warns Gray like fucking nanobots do some do something, and Gray fucking headbutts him, and that uh, kind of startles Fisk a little bit, so he can't fucking sneeze out his nanobots. Fisk throws Gray up against the wall. He's got him at palm point. That's what I wrote down. Basically, he's got like his fucking shotgun hand right in his face. Stem's like, dude, I can't fucking calculate a way out of this. Do something. And Gray now makes it personal. He's like, Cirque. That's your fucking brother, dude. I got that fucker's head off, dude. Cried like a bitch. And what do you know? Fisk now takes that shit personal. And that gives just enough time for uh, Gray or Stem to fucking kick him, grab him, throw him across the room. He breaks through this glass table. Gray slowly walks up, takes Fisk's head, and then slams the back of it on a bunch of broken glass. So, like, an inverse of what he did to his brother. Right? It's fucking cool. <laughs> Stem's like, check his messages. Listens to a voicemail. It's fucking Aaron. 
screaming about, you got to take this guy out, man. They're coming after us. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Here I am thinking it's Cobble. 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 But it might be Vessel the whole time. <laughs> We're back at the little Stonehenge. Stem makes short work of two guards. The widget you spent your entire life creating is here to kill you now. Gray calls out Aaron. But uh, Aaron claims he's got nothing to do with it. Hey, bro, it ain't what it looks like. Cortez shows up. She's holding Gray at gunpoint. Gray's like, hey, Stem, fucking listen to her. Throw the gun away. Drops the gun. Cortez orders him to lay down flat. Put your hands behind your head. She kneels down to cuff him. Puts her fucking knee in his spine. Aaron's like, no, don't don't fucking touch him. Stem shoots Gray up. Fucking Cortez like does a fucking backflip with as much force as Gray's been able to push. And then this got me thought like or thinking like how much potential strength would Stem unlock in Gray, right? Like we we know we're capable of producing more power than what we tell ourselves we can push. Like is there I wish the one thing maybe they would have talked about more was like the running or strength that mm-hmm. STEM could say like, I'm unlocking what you're more capable to do than what you would be able to, you know, produce on your own. Right. Like, yeah, I guess it's classic kinda, adrenaline rush, mother lifting the car sort of thing. I guess it's kind of implied by just like, the fact that this guy is a quadriplegic and now he's able to like do all this crazy shit. Like it's obviously taken his body and taken it to, you know, level 10. Right. Wouldn't STEM want to go after like a 18 year old, you know, we'll get there. No, STEM wants to prove that this analog man can be (laughs) brought down to the digital world. Remember that. I wasn't just... It wasn't a funny, okay? We're going to come back to that. It wasn't that funny to begin with, but it's, it's fine. All right. Anyway, so he flips it is. fucking Cortez up into the air. He gets the advantage. He starts to choke her. And this he is stem. And she loves it. <laughs> Your mother wouldn't do this. My kink... <laughs> So Gray is pleading with Stem, like, no, do not fucking kill her, please. So at this point, Gray is actually starting to fight back with the control that Stem has over his body. Stem makes Gray stab himself with that little fucking torture knife from before. And I think this is to get uh, Gray to kind of stop fighting, right? Because pain control or I'm not sure. But I get the sense that that's a way of stem controlling right arm and stabbing uh, Gray in his left hand. And this sort of breaks the control. I guess if you're like having to focus on the pain that is happening in your body, you can't now yeah. effectively fight stem. Mm-hmm. So now stem has total control again. He picks up Cortez, slams her up against the wall, and Gray tells her, use the taser. She uses that. He kind of shocks, falls to the floor. 
Aaron walks up with a gun and he's tr- he's trying to tell Gray, hey, bro, Stem ran this whole fucking thing. He's working at the command of Stem. Wait, what? Yeah, bro. Hold on. Stop the podcast. Yeah, man. Start the movie over. Yeah. Well, we don't got to because they do a nice little, little flashback here. And we reveal that Stem is the one that picked Gray. He set this whole thing in motion. He wanted Gray's body. He's a rare specimen without implants. It's a body that would allow Stem to evolve. So, Dan, to your point from previous, like, I would have to imagine in this timeline, it's like cell phones. How early are people getting these implants, right? Or tattoos. You probably have 14, 15-year-old kids that are already getting computer enhancements and all sorts of shit. You know, one generation behind gray might be, you know, how fucking enhanced. So gray is a true rare specimen and this fascinates STEM. STEM starts talking to Aaron through, I guess, the intercom or speakers of the house. Gray's like, don't fucking listen to him. Don't listen. It's enough of a distraction for Aaron to not hold the gun at Gray's body anymore. And Stem orders Gray to stand up. And that knife, which is still through his palm, just fucking slaps his ass. Kills him with that knife. Nice. Stem picks up the gun and attempts to shoot Cortez. Gray fights. He moves the gun out of the way. He shoots a few times, but he can't fucking keep it up anymore. He pulls the gun up to his own neck, and he's about to shoot. Bang. He wakes up in a hospital. He's in a bed, but he's not paralyzed. Asha joins him. Back to the real world. Gray isn't here anymore. He's in a better place in his mind. The fake world is a lot less painful than the real world. All I needed was his mind to break, and he broke it. Stem shoots Cortez, removes the knife from his hand, and tastes his own blood. And he walks out with Gray, locked in his own mind, with Asha. Upgrade. Wow. Couldn't he have done this pretty early on? Yeah, just banished him to a mind palace and... (laughs) Exactly. No, 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 no. I think, I don't think Stem realized it until he went to the hacker's place and saw the VR, the people in VR. Uh, And the hacker said, I'll give you that. A lot less painful than the real world because immediately uh, upon Stem's reboot in that apartment complex is the first time he sees the vision of Asha. It's super quick. Then he wakes up. Stem. Stem, that. Yeah, Stem was like, oh, that's interesting. So then when Gray wakes up from that dream, Stem's like, hey, what was that? Nightmare? Dream? Uh, I, I We even missed that too because that flash, she's like eating a pizza. And I think she's like, it's it printed. But anyway. <laughs> no. So, and then in the, the, the final conflict where he's choking out Cortez – Stem is even like, hey, don't do that because you're going to break your brain, right? Like he's egging him on to continue to break. Mm -hmm. So once he breaks him, he can lock him in that. It's very cool. And then the other thing I noticed is the blood lick. 
which as we remember he did in the we saw him do in the beginning a very instinctual control thing right which is a very like he's already admitted like oh i have full fucking control but i think it's a very cool bookend to stem taking over this body like absolute control upgrade 2018 nate hands or feet <laughs> fucking solid dan hit me with some facts buddy all right, y'all. Released June 1st, 2018. A budget of $5 million. A box off of, of over $16.7 million. Pretty was not a stinker. Pretty good return for like a movie this small. Five. You see every bit of $5 million on this, man. This mm-hmm. is incredible filmmaking for $5 million. Uh, of course, our director here did write on Saw from 2004. You can see a painted picture of Jigsaw Puzzle in the hacker's uh, building, I guess, somewhere in there. I didn't see it whenever I, I watched puzzle. it twice. The Jigsaw Puppet? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I want to upgrade you. Uh, I want to play a game. Remove input cards. It's called Tetris. Um, Uh-oh. I got stuck underneath the couch. <laughs> and your dad's at work. Stim, shut off. No. <laughs> Filming was thirty days. You must, have com- you seen, you must complete have you this seen, level. Have you seen that shit where people put like a, a a roll of duct tape in a paper towel holder or a toilet paper holder with like a little picture of jigsaw that says I want to play a game? That's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's just duct tape, like it's replaced yeah, it's like the toilet they paper. They replaced the toilet paper with duct tape. What would you do in that situation? Would you attempt to use the, the duct tape? Yeah, you, you just fold it over onto the itself. Other side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's kind of smooth. I don't think it's gripping much. Yeah, it's, but it's better, better than, than nothing. nothing. I think I would blot. I think I would wrap with sticky side out, and I think I, I wouldn't wipe. I would just blot, and I would blot enough hair. to go to a different Too much floor. Hair. Too much hair. Well, some of us are smooth down there, naturally. Logan Marshall Green. No, you're not. Who plays our, our main character. <laughs> yeah. You I don't think I got a smooth butthole? Tell by your facial hair you <laughs> show have a fucking smooth asshole. It's the only way this is ending. I, I am the smoothest of all of us. <laughs> well. Yes. I, I am, I am, I am uh, naturally gifted in the bearded region. Okay, the I do this for the world. <laughs> I could believe my it. asshole is smooth because I got stuck with the duct tape. Okay, <laughs> I waxed my own asshole with duct tape. Then wipe because somebody tortured me. Yeah, like I'm gonna play this game. It was you. You tortured you. Mm-hmm. Logan Marshall. <laughs> Logan Marshall Green. Our main character here. He did work with a quadriplegic to study how the daily lives of that guy went. He went through all that and studied and wanted to make it an important part of the film, even though it's just a small portion. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to make it look real. It's believable. I don't know. I think it's- he's doing a pretty good job, like in the when he's getting bathed and moving around. And yeah. Stuff. I'd say it's a pretty big part of the movie. Like, if you don't buy into that, then 
the rest of the movie is not rewarding in a way. So, yeah. Yeah. So he did his research. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, director says he kind of wanted to make a taxi driver version of Terminator. Mm. Terminator was a big influence on here. I liked the movie before I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, it was a hit. Um, Supposedly he is, did not want to do a sequel, but as of right now, I think there is a TV series that is being discussed with, and he's involved to direct the TV series if it does happen or happen. So, but that's all I got. Hey, guess, guess who will watch that show? I'll watch that show. If they put it in Chicago, then NBC will buy it. Why is my colon on my forehead? But yeah, that's all I got, gentlemen. Oh, it might be time to play the Old Bones favorite game. It's Rate My Letterbox. Rate My Box. LD, hit me with that letterboxed user rating. Cron Howard, I'm going with a 3.5. Dan, you're supposed to tell me what the letterboxed average user rating is first, because I always forget, and then you remind me, and then I remembered this time, and you forgot. Gentlemen, at the time of our review for Upgrade from 2018, letterboxed user rating is sitting at a 3.6. Pretty damn high. Cron okay. Howard, I have you at a 3.5. Bones, I have you at a 4.0. I think I'm going to go Dan 3.0. Yeah, I like that for Bones. 4.0. Dan 4. Cron, 3.5. All right, guys. Um, this is a good movie. I think the acting is pretty good from our lead here. Uh, I wish I would have got maybe one more, like, investigative, like, fight kill, maybe, of him going somewhere else and finding somebody that had to deal with it. But overall, I mean, not bad. I mean, I I liked it. I thought it was very detailed with what they had. A $5 million budget to get this is that spectacular to see that. That's really pushing, pushing the money there. And like I said, making a solid fucking movie. Um, I don't really have anything to rag about on it. I got it at a 3.5. All right, guys. Upgrade. Uh, I think what Dan said is pretty accurate. Like, to get this much movie out of $5 million is really impressive. Um, It looks great. There's not, like, an overwhelming amount of action, but the action that you do get, like... It all works really well in the film. Um, 
And there is a lot of impressive camera work, like just seeing that, like the whole rig like picks up with the actor. Um, I thought that shot was like very impressive. Um, I don't know. I guess for like a knock on this movie, I don't know if it's just the entire like John Wickification of action movies, but there was a part of me where it's like, I just want to see this dude get upgraded and become a complete badass. Like, I just want to see him rolling through a fucking new street gang. Yeah. I just want to see him like rolling through a new crown and just beating the shit out of everyone that stands in his way. Um, but that's not really what this movie is trying to do. So I think it's a little bit of me just kind of like putting my own agenda onto it of like, this would be a really cool direction to take something like this, but I don't know if they necessarily had the budget. It's not really like a knock. It's just kind of, I think all the action that has come since this movie has kind of like John wick was such a hit that things have tried to mimic that now. So to go back to this, it's kind of like, Oh, this is like a, you know, pre wick almost. It's like kind of the, the testing ground for that kind of setup in a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not really a knock against the movie. It's just kind of, a, you know, I do wish it had gone more that direction, but what we get is a really good movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. 3.5 on this. Why not? Like it was fun. Um, certainly entertaining and I don't know. It's just a good, good watch, like good action, compelling story. Not a whole lot to complain about with this one. Hell yeah. Cron, uh, I'm going to echo kind of what you said about uh, specific action on what we do get. And Dan, you touched on it a little bit too. Um, but specifically, like where you would like to see that go. And if you didn't have a limitation on your budget, because this feels written to $5 million in a way. Um, I feel like the 14 year old in us is just like, yeah, if this was a $40 million movie, there would be a sequence where stems like we need to upgrade and he would fucking rip out a shotgun out of one guy's forearm and install it and, and get other tech and other enhancements, right? Like f- at the end of your second act and build up and the Fisk fight is, is even more drawn out. But I know I jokingly talk about like it's blue. It's blocking Michael Mann and I love Michael Mann. Like Michael Mann action is very specific. It's not a long drawn out John Wick type sequence. It's solid and believable in that moment in the context of the story. And I think what upgrade does with that is incredible. It, they are, it's, in comparison of the the whole runtime, the action is super super minimal, but the st- and but the story is ultimately about like grief and loss and giving yourself away and our relationship to technology and uh, more of a th- of a thinker with this incredible action sort of peppered in, and I believe in using the scale that we have, and this is one of the best movies that I think we've covered outside of five-star bangers so i gotta use that i have very minimal complaint this is a 
this thing jumped up on these rewatches. I was not remotely bored. I was so stoked to sit back down to do notes again on this. I really like this movie. 4.5. All right, guys. This one's going to be decently high on the big list. Um, Upgrade would have an average score from the three of us of 3.83. This would land at number 15 on the big list. This would be right below Thunderbolt and Lightfoot at 14. I mean, the fashion is way cooler in that movie. You kind of got to, you can't knock it. I can't, I can't. Uh, And it would be right above Cliffhanger at 16. (laughs) Solid placement, man. That's Mm -hmm. good company. Good company. Kron, I got our scores when you're ready. Uh, Yes, I am ready now. You got a 1.0, my man. Shit. (laughs) And Dan and I both tied with a 1.5. All right, guys. After this round, Bones and I have a tie 14 points and dan you're right there dude 13.5 anybody's game and just to be clear george would still have a (laughs) 2.5 good job george guys thank you so much for watching upgrade with me oh man not a problem this is a a solid category cron this is Speaking of bones, I didn't have to stretch or anything. Day day of, within five minutes of, of you dropping this thing, I had locked it. So upgrade was was on my list of potentials. Um this was a lot of fun. This is, I feel like we we booked a little bit in this episode. I felt like I was worried, oh, we're gonna get I mean, you take out the puppet talk. This is a one hour podcast. <laughs> Um, we went long the last two weeks. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, we did set a record, I think, with with George. So, yeah. Um. All right what 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 other what other business can we can we really push? I mean, we've got uh, Thunder of Paradise going once a month. You gotta hop in on that. Um, if you're looking, where the fuck do I get Thunder and Paradise? Join that goddamn Discord. I don't mm. know. Maybe somebody might throw you a goddamn bone. Yeah, we can. Um, we can hook you up. Yeah. Hint, 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 hint. Um, uh, we don't do this often. We talk a lot. Uh, uh, we jokingly reference a a, a few bad ratings on a, a certain platform. Spotify, we're pretty good. We're a small podcast. We don't have any ads we don't have a patreon it's not something we have ever talked about this is a fucking this is a passion project this is our fucking hobby uh and i think we make a pretty good product so if you like the show if you've listened to it i'm hoping that uh picking upgrade might facilitate some uh listenership uh in a certain segment so if you've liked anything from five day rentals please give a rating and a review we're not real Again, there's no illusions here. There's a lot of fucking podcasts out there. And I like a small community, but uh, any sort of acknowledgement is is, is nice. So um, hit the smash, as I've jokingly referenced before, and uh, let us know. Hit us up. Dan's got the Instagram. I've got the Twitter. Cron, you, um, is it Rumble? Is that what you're on? 
Yeah, I'm on uh, Truth Social. <laughs> Truth Social. All right. But uh, anything else before we dip out of here? Yeah, just get excited for the Big Trouble in Little China live record. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Dan and Bones will have to eat crow that entire episode because uh, they hate the movie so yeah, much. Yeah. But before that, I'm going to give our next movie for this category. So Yeah, when we come back. Please stay tuned. When we come back. So I think it's time, fellas. Um, for Laundry Dan, for Cron Howard, I have been Bones. This is Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast. And as we say, crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Riddles podcast. You are in the after shower show. Um, Why? No. Why didn't you guys put a fucking plastic bag over your arm gun when we were in the shower? Like, well, I was going to say, I didn't know you had a butt gun. <laughs> it was weird. I wanted mine to go off. <laughs> That's just my butt. <laughs> oh, shit. That's just my... You guys don't poop... You know that waffle stomping in there? I I thought... I'd say back. I thought it was... My butthole is so smooth. Yeah. It just it just goes off. It just falls right out. I want us to guys all eat. die in the shower. That's why I don't put a bag over my... <laughs> well, it's just going to get rusted. It's going to get rusted, man. I don't care. You got to oil that shit. You Could you just imagine them finding... Three hot nude guys <laughs> in a shower together, dead. Thanks. Hey, thanks for I'm sure thinking it's I'm happened. hot. Thanks for thinking I'm hot. <laughs> sure, it's happened. Yeah, it's probably happened before. <laughs> Why was the third guy in here? Is the <laughs> first question. <laughs> Why is the third? Okay. So they've seen two guys. Multiple. I've they seen murder see, suicides see in showers. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three guys. This must be a Chicago crossover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it a sweeps week? This guy's colon is laying outside of his we, body. <laughs> we need to stop talking about the Chicago shows because then everyone's going to be like, "Do the Chicago shows after you guys get done with Thunder in Paradise?" No. No. I want to do Viper. <laughs> I want to do let's, a cobra let's off. I want to do uh, mamba. Well, cobra is a, a real thing. <laughs> so was a mamba. What's mamba? You're thinking of the low bamba, mm-hmm. Blue Diamond Phillips. Oh, I thought we were doing a snake off. <laughs> you can't compete with my fucking snake, dude. You see me in the shower. Come on. Pick a movie. We got to close this category. Anyway, Nate, hands or feet? I figured one of you two was going to do a body horror category. I figured it was Kron, but it's not you know. necessarily body horror. Neither of the first two have been body horror. 
What have they been? Uh, well, the first one was an after-school special uh, mm-hmm. concerning rave music. That is true. The mm-hmm. second one was kind of a sci-fi play on uh, the bionic man. Yeah. Man's relationship with uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Six million dollar man, yeah. So, uh, one <coughs> definitely came to mind. Do you need to text us your pick and we read it out? No. Is the, is almost, the Mike Quill kicking in? We're almost through. I'm not even tired. One did come right to mind when Kron did release this category. Uh, gentlemen, we are going to 1991. We're going to do a little movie directed by Eric Red called Body Parts. I will let Kron uh, Howard type that into his letterbox to get very excited with the information that he's about to see. But it is about a man who gets into an accident and receives a new arm. So. Has he got a shotgun in it? I don't know. Have you seen it find before? Out. Yes, I have. Oh, baby. And gentlemen, you will not have to rent this because I will send it to you. Wow. Wow. Now, will the listener be able to rent this? Yes. Okay. It is available on Amazon iTunes for $3.99 wherever you rent your digital cinema Karan hey happy not to be shelling out four dollars thanks Dan Can, did you look up the have you looked it up the actors of this I pulled up this film uh let's see here oh shit we got a a Jeff Fahey vehicle hell yeah <laughs> oh my god my heart is almost exploding with excitement <laughs> I figured you would would really enjoy that. So I mean, first build, you you know it's going to be good with Fahey at the helm, dude. Ninety one. What year was uh, Lawnmower Man? Four. Yeah, it's after this, I think. Ninety two. So this was Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, guys, I'll send it to you. Um, so Pierce goes. And does live wire, and Fahey does body parts. Hell yeah. And then they bring them together. I mean, we already know we like this period of time for for these two, so. <laughs> nice. So I figured this would be a perfect pick right in between or before all those and uh, make Crown a happy camper there. I'm excited. I mean, it. This sounds right up my alley. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah. I figured Bones thought I would go gross, which I thought about, but nah. I don't know with you. You're the wild card. And honestly, I, I thought this one was a wild card pick for Kron because when I read that initial synopsis, I think I thought, oh, this is going to be gross. This is going to be revenge horror. But no, it was a... a, a like Kron said, a positive after-school special. So it really is. Who knows? the only, The only one you can kind of peg is me, because my butthole's so clear. 
But I'm not pegging uh, you, dude. <laughs> well, there's Rose no hair episode. down there, so yeah, that's a Patreon special. No Patreons with five day rentals, baby. Free for the people. Out of for the people, by out, the people. Out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. A- anybody seen this? Nope. Never even heard of it. I think maybe I, I. I think I'm getting this confused with another movie, to be honest. So. You might be getting it confused with uh, Carpenter's. Body bags. It's not that. It's like another. I feel like there's a movie that has a very similar similar cover to this, and I'm trying to remember what it is. What is the Michael? Is it Michael Caine? The movie about the guy who gets the hand transplant. The hand. Yeah. Is it the hand. Okay. I think it's the hand. If I can figure out I what it is, I'll send it to you. Oh, well, maybe we'll talk about it next week when we talk about body parts. Yeah. Join us next week for body parts from 1991. Um, Join the Discord rate and review. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you next week, folks. Cybertron lives. Nanobots help Gray. (laughs) Gotta get me a dick sink. What am I, a jerk-off robot?